welcome to this week's sermon from C3 Church Narara. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Ruth Browning. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net. and I only do turkeys once a year, so I've done about three or four my whole life. And Nigella Lawson, I went to her recipe, which is a very good recipe, so I got the turkey. It took three days to thaw, and then I had a beautiful brine of apple juice and spices, cinnamon, star anise, and put it all in there with oranges, and in went my turkey with ice to keep it cold in the esky for a whole day. So this, you know, I'm, I'm looking after this turkey like it's a baby. I'm telling you, it's in there. Beautiful. And then it says to take it out two hours before, let it dry. And then I had this perfect stuffing. And then I had Justin actually look up on YouTube how to truss the turkey. Because one year I didn't truss it and it all just fell open and dried out. So this year it was all beautifully bound. And then my precious turkey went into the oven. But I added the maple glaze. And I bought the expensive Canadian real maple, not maple flavoured syrup, but real maple. It cost a fortune. Sorry, babe. It was a very expensive shop. But um, bought the beautiful maple and then popped it in the oven at exactly the temperature that Nigella told me to put it in. Okay? All good. Family's arriving. And I'm just like doing all my stuff, peeling the potatoes. Everything's good. And then after about an hour and a half, it said two and a half hours. All good. We are so good with this turkey that I have loved for days on end. And I went to the oven and I opened the oven (laughs) and the turkey was black. It was black. It was actually black. I'm just like, I shut the oven and went, the turkey's black. Like that is not supposed to happen. And so the glaze that Nigella told me to put there has burnt on the top of the turkey and put burning all down into what is going supposed to be my gravy, which is now burnt maple syrup. And I'm just like, okay, what do I do? So I um, firstly don't say too much, just ask, try to ask a few experts, like Lara, I'm hoping is going to help me. Lara, what should I do? She's like, I don't know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I get the turkey to see if it's cooked. So I stick the thing in and it kind of looks cooked. So I'm hoping that maybe it'll be all right on the inside, you know. So I get it out. And I think it looks pretty much cooked, even though it's like an hour shorter than it's meant to. And I had it on the exact same temperature. Anyway, I got it out and I just covered it in foil and put it aside. I thought, we'll just, we won't show everyone. It didn't look very nice, but I was hoping it would be okay. And so then I put my potatoes in and I look after my potatoes. I had parboiled them. I shook the tin a little bit. I did everything right. I had the, 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 the oil was hot, hot, hot. I put the potatoes in, I put them in the oven, thought, well, at least my potatoes will be good. And then I had to start the gravy from fresh because I didn't have any decent, you know, you chefs will understand, cooks. So anyway, and then I'm just about ready to take the potatoes out and I noticed that the oven is off. It's just turned off, just off. I'm like, the potatoes aren't even cooked. So I'm just like, oh, whatever. So look, we quickly put the oven up to 250 degrees and blasted those potatoes. I pulled away the burnt skin and just cut at the turkey and it was all right. But the ham was a lot nicer that we just, we just, you know, got bought the ham. And we managed. And I just had a really good cranberry sauce. My cranberry sauce was good, okay? 
So, you know, you just slather the whole thing with cranberry sauce and hope no one notices the dry old turkey. But, um, you know, Christmas is a battle sometimes to enjoy. It's not easy. It's, you know, I, I had a burnt turkey, but maybe you have other things going on. And I did some Googling about how people feel at Christmas, and it can be terrible. Like, it can be a very difficult time. People can feel lonely, financially drained. They can feel competitive that, you know, your sister is doing so much better than you and her children are so much nicer than yours. You can be... Um, not my sister. My, I'm, I'm the... I, I'm not. <laughs> but <laughs> you can be dreading seeing family again that you only see once a year or you can be really sad that you're not seeing your family because they're all overseas. We've got some beautiful friends here from all around the world. Maybe it's sad that you don't get to see your family. Maybe you're annoyed by the boring drunk uncle who is continually at you. Maybe you are disappointed that you can't recapture the nostalgia of Christmas and the glory of Christmas's past. Why does it seem so precious when we were little? But now it's like, maybe you're just exhausted from cooking burnt turkey for four days, you know, like, seriously. Other people just caught up in, you know, why didn't I, didn't, I, I come, I, I didn't get the gift, you know, I didn't, Bethany was really great. I carefully collated all the gifts as I have always done. And not so much with the boys because it's a different element, but with the girls, it was five each, one quite expensive, the others, you know, all fair, all fair, all fair. Put them under the tree, gave them out this morning, but for some weird reason, I put four of Bethany's gifts away. So Bethany opened her one gift. <laughs> Ellen opened her five gifts and Bethany was trying really hard. She's like, Mum, are there any others? And I mean, hey, darling. And I'm thinking, it's all fair. It's all fair. And he's just like handling it. And she came in the office and says, I don't know, Mum, we just. <laughs> and I went, hang on a sec. And there in my cupboard was all her gifts. So she did very well. It was a little test, a little Christmas test. But listen, Christmas can be tough, and we know also some people have some really tough Christmases. This Christmas has been hard for a few people. I don't know what Peter Williams is doing here, but last I heard he was in hospital. So praise the Lord for prayer, but that hasn't been so easy. Some people are struggling. They've lost their homes. I'm sure they've lost their Christmas presents. But let's look at that first Christmas. The wise men went to Herod, who was an absolute schemer and a, a wicked man, and his plan was to actually kill Jesus, which they probably got onto. He eventually did kill all the two-year-olds that were born, because this is over a period of a couple of years, all the two-year-olds born in, two-year-olds and under, born in and around Bethlehem. He killed them all because he wanted to get to Jesus. That is not pleasant. And Mary and Joseph, instead of taking their newborn home to their baby in the nursery that they'd carefully prepared, they had to go to Egypt. I mean, I... No one wants to go to Egypt when you've just had a baby. And not Jews, like not that that time. That's not fun. So they had to go to Egypt and that was not happy and the wise men escaped. But there was a lot of tragedy around that first Christmas. And what about Joseph and Mary? Imagine being this pregnant and having to get on a donkey and travel to a completely foreign and different town that you may or may not have visited before. Imagine Joseph pounding on doors, trying desperately to get a, a, a room, a room, and his wife's like, oh, I think, babe, whoa, that was a contraction. He's like, we've got to find somewhere to give birth to this baby, and there's no mum around. I mean, they had midwives in those days, and she didn't have a midwife or a mum or anyone around her, and I'm sure that Joseph didn't have a clue what he was doing. Like, So imagine the apprehension and the fear and... And the birth, <laughs> you know. So they finally find a, a, a stable 
And, it's, and Mary's like, oh, I'm giving birth here? Like, God? Like, what? what? Like, this is a precious baby. She knew this is a precious baby, but she's giving birth in a stable. The manger is a feeding trough. So they probably quickly cleaned that out. Joseph's like, what do I do? What do, I do? And she's like, I don't know, cut the cord. You know, can you imagine? If you've had a baby, what, what? Wow, what an experience. That is not easy. This is the battle for Christmas. This is the battle for Christmas. The shepherds saw angels, but you don't think, oh, this is wonderful. They were terrified. They were terrified. We just think, oh, angels, that would be nice. They were terrified because it was this incredible spiritual event. They're just like, what is going on? The angel says, it's all right. Don't be afraid. This is good. It's like, really? Yeah, this is good. Something amazing has happened. But it was a battle to get to this place of joy. It was a battle for Christmas to be good. It wasn't easy. But that verse that I've got up there says this. There will be a, there, the Lord will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin will conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel, Isaiah 7.14. That is written when the king of Judah was about to be attacked by his, his brother, the king of, not his own brother, but the king of Israel and the king of Syria were coming to attack him. They were coming, it was a warfare situation. It was a difficult time. It was a battle. And the, and the prophet said to Ahaz, Get, ask for a sign. He said, oh, I'm not going to ask for a sign. He said, all right, this is the sign. The virgin will give birth to a son. It's like, it seems completely irrelevant. What, what has that got to do with this battle? But that's the sign. And it's a sign for us. It was a sign for Ahaz when he had a battle. It's the sign is that the sign meaning God is with us. He said, it says here, his name shall be called Emmanuel. God with us. It's like, how do we celebrate at Christmas in the midst of all that is going on, in the midst of our, our uncertainties, our fears, the, the fires, the, the family, the burnt turkey, the not burnt turkey, the, all the stuff of life that is happening almost intensified at Christmas. How do we celebrate? We celebrate because Emmanuel... God is with us. This sign, this Jesus being born reminds us all that this is a precious time and we choose to rejoice. We Christians choose to celebrate. If we don't celebrate, if we let the, the issues of Christmas and all the stuff of Christmas get us down, all the stuff of life really, if we don't celebrate, we're basically saying, oh, the, the battle's lost. We, we've lost. We're, it's, forget it. It's, forget it. We've lost. The devil's won. That's not true, is it? This is the sign that in the midst of all of that difficulty, Jesus was born and it was glorious and wonderful. And the sign is that God is now with us on earth. And Emmanuel continues to be with us because when we ask Jesus into our hearts, God is with us, not just having been on earth and the Holy Spirit with us, but he is so close. He is as close as our own hearts. And so we take the situation, whatever it is, and with my burnt turkey, I just covered it in foil and just, I just praised the Lord and went, oh, she'll be right. It's okay. It doesn't matter. And we get the victory. So whether it's something as small as that or something as big as family issues and problems, 
God is with us. Let's remember Emmanuel, Jesus is with us. And so we will have the victory and we will win this battle for Christmas. We will see the victory. Amen? Let's do that, everyone. Let's just remember, Emmanuel, God is with us. If God is on my side, who can be against me? He fights my battles for me. Emmanuel. We hope you've enjoyed this week's sermon. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net.